Welcome back to the Authentic Life Podcast. This is episode 5. This week we are continuing my story and the focus is going to be on how I figured out what my next steps would be and how I got my business idea once I knew I was ready to quit my corporate engineering job. And for me, once I knew I was ready to leave behind kind of the 9 to 5 corporate life and I knew I was ready to move on from engineering, I didn't really know what I wanted to do next. I wasn't one of those people that had always been kind of sitting on an idea and I didn't have something that I had always told myself, you know, if I wasn't doing engineering, I'd be doing this instead. I didn't have any sort of ideas like that. And so this process for me really was kind of a two-pronged approach where I had a couple ideas of things that I was kind of interested in and things that I had never really explored or pursued as I kind of went through my 20s and I had really focused on just being an engineer. And I also was going through a process of really wanting my next steps to be meaningful and very purposeful. And I really, at the time, wanted to find my purpose and whatever that meant for me. But I knew that I didn't just want to find another job and sort of make money however. Like I really knew that I wanted to pivot into doing my soul work on the planet. So if we talk about kind of that first prong, which was exploring my interests and exploring my hobbies. And I will say that at this time, I was definitely grappling a little bit with feeling really unhappy in my job and wanting to leave quickly, but also at the same time wanting to find my purpose. And so there was a little bit of tension there. And some of the ideas that I explored were definitely more on the quick win end of the spectrum because I just wanted to get out of there quickly. And so I definitely had that internal tension between exploring ideas that I guess you would call either plain small or kind of quick wins that I knew deep down inside weren't really what I was meant to be doing. I knew that they didn't feel right and this was just like an intuitive knowing. But the very first idea that I explored was photography because this had been a hobby of mine for the past decade basically and so I thought, you know, this is something I enjoy, this is something that I'm good at, I've cultivated this hobby over the last decade of my life, why not try and take this to the next level and turn it into a business? And photography in particular was interesting to me at the time because I really wanted more freedom. I knew I didn't want to be behind a desk and I had always looked at all these engagement and elopement and wedding photographers on Instagram and kind of romanticized their life a little bit. And I really thought that I wanted to do that because wouldn't it be cool to be a destination wedding photographer and have people fly you all over the planet to, you know, shoot their wedding? I thought that sounded really cool. And I really had my blinders on as far as, you know, wanting the outcome of being able to travel more and having that location freedom and really not being able to see very many paths to making that happen. So I was kind of like, oh, well, this is what elopement photographers do. They have all that location freedom. The only way for me to travel is if someone else is paying for it, right? 
And so I can look back and see that I could have used some help at this time to expand my perspective a little bit on, you know, traveling and how to get what I wanted out of life and that there were more ways to have location freedom and have traveling than just being a destination photographer. But at the same time, like I said, I was really looking for something that was kind of fast to get out of my career. And because I didn't really have a sense of, you know, what could my purpose be, I was really in still this trial and error stage. So it made sense to me to explore photography and see where that road led. So I ended up starting a business and working with a few clients and kind of realized pretty quickly that for me personally, I just didn't love doing my hobby as a business. I didn't love kind of all of the back-end like editing work like it's very fun to watch and romanticize like photographers traveling all over the place and taking beautiful photos and what you don't really see is you know all the work that goes into the back end and all the editing that has to happen and things like that and that's true of any career right you always kind of see the front end and it's always like so cool and you know there's always going to be something on the back end that you don't love and i think it's really just finding that balance of what is that thing that you love doing on the front end that makes all the back end work worth it and for me i just knew that photography wasn't a fit as far as a business and another thing that I had always been super interested in was everything to do with kind of like the design fields. I was always fascinated by interior design and architecture and graphic design and even in my own career, like looking at planners, which is kind of an adjacent career to engineers and they do some kind of cool design work and landscape architects also do this design work and I had always just really been fascinated by it and always wished that my job had more to do with that creative design element and so I was also exploring graphic design at this time. I was starting to kind of self-teach or you know watch tutorials and I think I had bought like a couple Udemy courses and stuff like that just to kind of get up to speed and start dabbling in graphic design and this went so far as to creating a little Etsy shop that had some digital downloads and that shop actually did pretty well it still make somewhat consistent income just passively on the side, which is something that I really was interested in after I got laid off. And I think I've talked about the layoff before on the podcast. I for sure have on the YouTube channel, but I knew I wanted like a more diverse um, set of income streams and I wanted something that was kind of on the passive end of the spectrum. And I had always been curious about Etsy and digital downloads. So even though I knew pretty quickly like that this wasn't going to become my career and I knew this wasn't my purpose in life. It was definitely another one of those things where I just needed to scratch that itch. I needed to explore it and see how it went so that I could kind of get rid of that what if question in the back of my mind. You know, what if it was that thing or I never tried that. I never gave it a chance. And so this period of my life was definitely just ticking off a bunch of things on my list so that I didn't have that what if in the back of my mind. And so another thing that I had always been really fascinated by was YouTube. And I was always watching 
like especially YouTubers like Casey Neistat, who kind of blew up around the time that I was like starting to explore quitting my job and moving on. And I just thought it was so cool that there's people that have these jobs where they're either entertaining or they're teaching and educating people through their YouTube channels. And of course, I was deep into the self-help, personal development, like Matt Diavella sort of people on YouTube. And I just thought it was so cool that you could be sharing your knowledge and things that you're doing for yourself with a broader audience and that that could be paying the bills through YouTube. I was fascinated by that and I really wanted to dive into the back end of YouTube and see what it was all about. So I actually did start a YouTube channel back in 2019 and that went pretty well. It definitely got me used to sort of how do you produce videos and how does YouTube work on the back end and things like that. So all in all, what I take away from this period is that exploring all of these interests were really getting me ready to be a solopreneur, you know, someone who produces all of their own content. And I was really just like stacking all those skills, right? Like photography, graphic design, YouTube and video creation, all of that compiles into what I do today. Like all of that contributes to my business being an online entrepreneur and producing content across various platforms. And so while this was all going on, I was still kind of Googling and YouTubing and, you know, searching for videos that would help me figure out my next steps and really start to understand what am I here to do, right? And what is my purpose? And I was also searching how to quit your job types of videos at the same time because I was generally just looking for advice in all directions. And I think this is totally fine during this type of period because I had been so head down into kind of doing what society says is the right things to do that I really lost touch with myself. And this was definitely a period of experimentation and getting to know myself and my likes and where I wanted to go. And I think it's totally okay if you're in the same boat to be patient and it embrace this period of trial and error and discovery in your life when you're really trying to do something for yourself for maybe the first time in your whole life. And so I had been searching at one point on YouTube, you know, how to quit your job. And I came across Vanessa Lau and she had created a video like that and her content is great. And I sort of went down a rabbit hole. And at some point in one of her videos, she was talking about how she was doing coaching with people on, I forget what she was doing kind of in the earlier days, but she was talking about coaching and it was something that I had never heard of before as a career and it really just clicked for me. Something inside kind of clicked and I had this you know, aha moment where I was like, hey, that sounds like something that I could do. Like that sounds like that would be possibly a good fit for me. And it's funny because when I, I had that realization, but at the same time, I was still in that mindset of being really unhappy at work and wanting to leave as soon as possible. And so I kind of dismissed it a little bit because I felt that it would take me 
a long time to kind of do all the training that was required to become a coach. And I didn't know how to coach. I didn't really understand exactly what coaches did. I knew they kind of guided people to achieve their goals and make their lives better, but I didn't really know like, okay, how do they actually do that? How does a coaching session actually go? Things like that. So for me, I felt like I spent a long time in this kind of indecision phase where I was really resisting moving forward with coaching and I kept telling myself that I don't know what I'm going to do next. I'm still looking for my purpose, blah, blah, blah. And I think the one of the biggest lessons from this phase of my life is that I should have just dove right in, right? And I actually ended up spending a lot more time in indecision and contemplating other paths and kind of resisting coaching because I perceived it to be the long path. And I think I actually ended up taking a much longer path resisting the thing that I kind of in my gut knew was what I should be moving forward with. And this is something that maybe if you're listening and you kind of feel like, oh, I don't know what I would do. I want to quit my job or I want to start a business, but I just feel like I have no idea what I would do. Ask yourself, like, do you really have no idea what you would do? Or do you have a bunch of ideas that you're kind of resisting or you can't see how they would work for one reason or another, right? Like you can't see how you could make it a job. You can't see how you could make enough money doing it. Or like you can't see how it would get you out of your job quickly, which is something I was really focused on. And you just have all of this resistance around the ideas that you do have. Maybe you're just telling yourself that you don't know and when you tell yourself that, you sort of let yourself off the hook from having to take any action at all. And this can actually be a defense mechanism in a way where you're just kind of now in this mode of, I don't know. And in telling yourself that you don't know, you don't have to make any decisions. You don't have to take action. You don't have to feel uncomfortable or do something that may be scary in the sense that you don't know if it's going to work out. You don't know if other people will judge you. So now let's talk about the kind of second prong of this two-prong approach. And so I was exploring a lot of the little ideas that I had. And the second prong was that I was doing a lot of reading about how do you find your purpose in life. And so in doing a lot of this reading, naturally, I came across a lot of personality systems, you know, like Myers-Briggs and Enneagram. And then I also dove into astrology and human design and gene keys and all of these systems definitely can help you find a lot of clarity and I definitely learned a lot from all of these systems and I found that all of them had relevant things to kind of present or help me think about in a new way and I definitely felt like especially with astrology and human design like these systems really kind of see the real you and they can really help guide you if you're feeling like you don't really know yourself that well and you can start to explore your chart and realize that maybe some things that you've been resisting in your whole life because they're kind of not societally accepted are actually like inherently part of your uniqueness and I just found that these systems really kind of let you let that deep sigh out and just sort of embrace who you are. And I really love those systems for really reconnecting with your authentic self. And I did do a little YouTube video on astrology and kind of the things that helped me find a little bit more clarity. So if you're interested in that, you can definitely look up the video on the YouTube channel. 
But for today's podcast, I'm not going to be diving into astrology or human design or gene keys or anything like that. They're just such big complex systems that I'm not going to get into that today. But another system or approach that I came across is called Ikigai. And some of you may have already heard of this. And if you haven't, it's a Japanese system for finding your Ikigai, which refers to kind of what gives people purpose and meaning in life. The system was a really great starting point for me, so it basically is a Venn diagram with four overlapping circles, and the idea is that you identify qualities of each circle, and where all those things overlap, you'll find your ikigai or like your purpose in life, and so the system combines what you love, what you're good at, what you can get paid for, and what the world needs. And the idea is that when you identify kind of your answer to each of those things, that you'll find your purpose in life. And for me, I've created more of a modified approach to this system, and I've just eliminated thinking about the what you can get paid for. And I do this because in the age of the internet, you can monetize your gifts and your interests in so many different ways. Like you can have an in-person business, you can have a service-based business, you can sell products, you can just post your life on YouTube and make AdSense money or do brand deals. There's just so many different ways of monetizing what you want to do these days that I think getting hung up in the, well, how will I make money from it is not helpful. So I have some prompts for each of the categories to help you start to think about what your answers might be, especially when you think about like what you love. Like that is so broad, right? And how do you even narrow that down into something as far as a career or your purpose in life? It's like, oh, I love so many things, but it doesn't mean that thing has to be my career, right? Or my job or my purpose. And so the way that I think about it is when I think of like what would encompass something that I would love to do, for me, it would be what is fun or what is something that kind of lights me up or I get excited and lit up when I think about doing that? And what is something that just flows when I do it? What is something where I can get lost and time flies by and it doesn't feel like I'm working at all? For me, those are all qualities of something that you love doing. Another important category under the what you love kind of heading is what aligns with your values. And this is really just a way for you to identify what is important to me in life. Your values are really what makes us feel fulfilled in life. And a lot of the frustration that we feel, it comes from either not living out one or more of our values or when our values are really out of whack, right? Like a lot of us value security and that's why we're in nine to five jobs. And that just gives us this sense of safety, knowing that we have, you know, a consistent paycheck and, you know, there's always going to be work available for us. And sometimes we can lean into that way too much and to the detriment of our other values, where let's say you have values around fun and adventure, but because you're really feeding your security value, maybe you don't have as much fun and you don't go on vacation as much as you should. And then you just end up feeling really unfulfilled, right? Because you're just out of balance in your life. And I think I'm going to do a separate podcast talking about how to identify your values. But one thing that can kind of get you started is think out back to the last time that you really felt fulfilled and happy in life. And 
what were you doing? Who were you with? What were the qualities of everything that was going on that made you feel so fulfilled and happy? And so you can think back and start to tease out some values out of that moment in your life. So an example for me is I did a couple solo road trips and I traveled through a couple states and it was just like so fun and spacious and I really loved being able to set my own schedule and I wasn't feeling rushed and I was just able to explore and embrace the adventure, right? And so you can start to tease out some values there around freedom and ease and balance and adventure and things like that. And so that's how you can start to identify your values. So moving on to the what you're good at category, this is another category where I wouldn't spend a ton of time kind of worrying about what you're good at. And that's just because if there's something that you want to be doing or that you're meant to be doing, you can always learn that skill. So if you have an existing skill that you think you could monetize or that you think people need or what could use or benefit from, then definitely go with that. Try it out. See how it goes. But if you're like me, where you're sort of starting with a blank slate and in my example, like I didn't know, I didn't even know what coaching was. I just had this feeling that that's something that I could do. And so I had to learn the whole skill set of coaching. And so it's just important to make sure that you have that patience and you really have like the long road in mind when it comes to, you know, you don't have to make an existing skill fit, right? Like I had the existing skill of photography and I tried to make that fit and it just, I knew it just wasn't for me and it was just a skill that wasn't meant to be kind of how I serve people. And so the last category is what the world needs. And for me, this is the category that I love to kind of think about first. And this one is so important, especially if you really want your business to be purpose-driven, then thinking about kind of what the world needs from your perspective is a great way to get started on that road. So something that you could ask yourself is, the world would be perfect tomorrow if everyone fill in the blank, right? So if everyone had what or experienced what or embraced what or was inspired to do what. And this is really like writing your own personal vision statement. So this is really thinking about what is your vision for the future? And so this is really thinking about what is your vision for the future of the world, not just your own vision. And what impact do you want to have on the world? What do you think is important in life? And where do you want to see the world be as a result of your products or services? For me, if I was to fill this in, it would be something like the world would be perfect tomorrow if everyone was living out their purpose and felt totally fulfilled and happy with their careers and their lives. And, you know, my vision for the future is really people getting out of nine to five jobs that they don't love and embracing what they're here to do on the planet and really uh, like being unafraid to step into their true purpose and live that big life and not just live an okay life that is safe and secure. And so the reason that I really like to start with what the world needs is because 
I think there's so many ways to approach things. Like I was saying with the photography, right? I wanted to be able to travel more and have that freedom lifestyle. And I kind of had my blinders on and was thinking, you know, elopement photography is the only way that I can do this. But once you have an idea of like what you want for your end goal, so what do you think the world needs from you, right? And so you have that in mind, then you can find a way to do it in a way that's fun to you, in a way that aligns to your values, in a way that kind of gets you excited to do it every day. And similarly with the skills, instead of trying to make, you know, one of your skills fit into your purpose, you could say, well, what impact do I want to have on the world? And what skills that I do I have right now that could already contribute to that? And what skills do I need in order to make that happen? So that's my kind of quick summary of really what was about a four to five year process of me just continuing to work at my job, but I knew I wanted to quit. And I was really just exploring all these different sides of myself and starting to side hustle and figure out what I wanted my next steps to be. And so speaking of side hustling, that's what I'm going to talk about in the next podcast. And the lessons that I had from all the side hustling that I did, and I can dive a little bit deeper into my side hustles and how all that went. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you are someone that's kind of thinking about quitting your job and this podcast has helped you in one way or another, then I definitely would appreciate it if you would share it with anyone that you think it would be relevant to. Maybe you have your work bestie and you guys kind of go for your lunch breaks and talk about how you both are going to quit one day. Maybe you can share it with them and I would really appreciate that. And I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll see you in the next one.